and we have answered the call. For years, you've been saying, Betsy, you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem, and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out, follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. Are you clamoring for even more interior design content, more tips, more pictures, more episodes? Well then, you'll want to become a premium member. For as little as $5.99 a month or for $29.99 for six months, you'll get access to not only our monthly bonus episode, you'll also get access to our complete archive of past bonus episodes. That's nearly 100 episodes of additional content. And you'll be supporting our podcast, not only helping to keep us on the air, but helping us to make really exciting changes like getting that YouTube channel, getting transcripts for our show, show notes, etc. We love our premium members and we'd love to have you be a part of it. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. On the right-hand side, you'll see the premium button. Just press it to get started today. You don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer. This is Affordable Interior Design, the podcast. Here's your host, Betsy Hellman. I just love January, besides the cold, of course, but I'm spending lots of time thinking about the future, planning, imagining, getting motivated to actually make the things happen. And of course, one of my favorite things to do four times a year, every quarter, I go meet up with my business friends and we take a workshop together at Strategic Coach, and I get even more aligned and more excited about all the things I'm going to do. But it's also a really nice break to stop and connect with other business owners who are running completely different businesses. One of my friends is a story creator, and she um, helps business owners find their story and turn into speaking gigs and engagements and platforms and books and all of this amazing stuff. My other biz bestie, he is a recruiter and he recruits CEO level positions for businesses. I have another friend who's a chiropractor, another friend who um, does fabric selection for um, 
hotels. Another friend who has a travel company. I mean, I just love my business besties. They are so special to me. And the exciting thing is a lot of times people surround themselves by, say, interior design organizations or interior design Facebook groups or interior design masterminds. And I think that's amazing. I definitely belong to a ton of interior design Facebook groups and love to speak with other people in my industry, but I get the freshest ideas. I help my business evolve in the most unique ways by learning from entrepreneurs who are in totally different industries. How are they overcoming this challenge? What are they doing to find new clients? What lessons can I learn from an industry that seems so different and yet has a lot of parallels when you look at the actual daily goings-ons? I just get so inspired by learning from other journeys and um, by hearing what other people are experts in. It lights me up and I'm always so interested. Tell me more about creating a story for someone. Tell me more about hiring the perfect CEO. What do you look for? All of this stuff is really inspiring, engaging, and means I get a little escape for a little bit. Even if I am going to someplace even colder, the windy city, Chicago, (laughs) bring your big coat and don't get stuck in a snowdrift like I have done before in Chicago. Guys, I am so glad to be back here with you. I wanted to just remind you of something. You know, I could really use your help with this very random call to action. If you heard me on my last episode, you know that I'm trying to build up my little Uploft brand that's just a baby, just started, just got her little legs and started to toddle around in September, but I need to grow her bigger. It's been hard for people to find her because Uploft is so new. So if you wouldn't mind Googling modern interior design by Uploft NY or just modern interior design NYC, you'll see modern interior design by Uploft pop up on the right-hand side as a Google business listing, right? Google business listing. Well, there, there's little buttons that say, go to the website, go to the service offerings, email the company. And one says, call the company. I want you to press that call button and then I want you to hang up. That's right. You don't have to talk to us unless you just want to. Of course, you can talk to us. But any time of day, day or night, weekends, time when we're open, time when we're closed, doesn't matter. Just go to Modern Interior Design NYC. You'll see the little business listing for Modern Interior Design by Uploft and you'll click on the call button. And basically what my SEO team has told me is that that will teach Google that we are a legitimate business, that people are indeed calling us, are indeed coming to us, and it will move us ahead in the rankings because my last business name, Affordable Interior Design, got lots of traffic because it had been around over 17 years. We had proven our relevancy to Google and we were nice and busy. But with this new venture, it has been a little bit of a uphill climb. But this is a really important shift if you heard my last episode. And we're so excited about our newly trademarked name and we need your support. So head on over if you get a chance. We would be so grateful. And now let me dig into our mailbag because we have questions that have come in and I want to make sure to answer. All right. This first question comes in from Dennis, who is writing in. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Marcy Dennis. I thought it was Dennis, but then I saw. Okay. Writing from Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Oh, that sounds amazing, Marcy. I would like to be there right now. That sounds amazing. Okay. You write, Betsy, I'm struggling to nail down my style due to the current necessity to keep 
to keep much of the furniture I already own. My feeling word is cozy, but I prefer to blend two design styles. My original intent was boho modern when we moved in, but I'm trying to decide on the finishing touches and I'm finding that I have a lot of transitional feeling pieces that I cannot replace. Is my space actually modern farmhouse, which was a design choice for me at one point in time? I'm afraid I went too far forward with the boho style before realizing that my furniture really doesn't fit with it. Any suggestions as to what style you see here and how to create cozy modern, something that I want with these things that I have? I have to keep the modern for my hubby. I'm more flexible. Your help is much appreciated. I am at a loss in my own home. Oh no. Oh no. I'm stuck for you, Marcy, but let's dig in. So yeah, I'm scrolling through your pictures and all of this stuff. I don't mean some, I mean pretty much every piece of furniture that I see is transitional. You have rolled arm sofas that are brown. You have two very big bulky recliners that have a transitional look for sure. Your dining chairs have a very curved, slatted, almost stickly furniture style vibe because they are so wood oriented, but the curves kind of lend it towards that transitional style. You have a white bookcase in the back that has beadboard behind and looks very pottery barn. You know, the one thing that I would say before we start figuring out the style is that there's just a lot of furniture cramped into this small space. For me, that is an issue. You know, next to the door, you have a small black storage unit, a little end table. Next to that bookcase I just talked about that looks like it might be from Pottery Barn with either beadboard or shiplap in the back. Then you have a black trunk. And on the other side of the door, you have a wooden piece of furniture. There's just a lot densely packed into this room, which deeply concerns me because then you have three bookcases, two TVs, or no, no, those must be monitors for this desk. There's just a lot going on. My first question would be to you, what can we eliminate? Rather than saying, Betsy, I need to keep everything, I would take a critical look around this space because to me, it appears that some of these pieces are not doing much work. They're not actually contributing to storage and they're making it look visually cluttered. I would reduce as much as possible. But I think you're right to lock in on the fact that you have a deeply transitional space. Your rug is an updated Persian style. Um, I'm not seeing anything boho in here. I don't know. Am I missing the memo? I don't see boho. I don't really see modern farmhouse. I think you are at a true crossroads, Marcy. You have stuff that's a little bit all over the place. And there's a lot of stuff all over the place. I would start by eliminating as much as possible and then trying to find the through line in what is actually left over. Because I don't think you have a solid sense of style, nor do you have a clear color palette, nor do I see an inspiration piece. I am concerned. I'm concerned that um, we are keeping a lot of different pieces that do not currently have any sort of through line. 
And I would be more worried about getting that through line than I would be about incorporating a modern style. Like if you need to keep a lot of these pieces, modern is not the way it's going to go. I only see one piece that looks modern and that's the TV stand, which is black with silver hardware, frosted glass fronts on the drawers. Other than that, I'm not seeing the modern, and I think you'd have to scrap a lot of this to embrace that as your style word. And the thing is, guys, you might have heard me say this before, maybe you haven't, but you said you're only keeping the modern word for your husband. Just don't tell him your two-word phrase. He may not know if this is modern or not. Don't share that with him. One of the people I was on a coaching call with the other day for the academy I was like, Betsy, what if your client doesn't agree with the two-word phrase you create? And I think I've told you this story. You know, one of my first clients, I shared with her my two-word phrase, the, the filter through which I bought all of her furniture. One was the style word. One was the feeling word. And I felt really clear that she was rock and roll romance. I wanted this feeling to be rock and roll. She was so edgy. She loved zebra print. She loved bands. She loved Guns and Roses. She loved just hardcore rock and roll stuff. But she also wanted her place to look like it could be in Paris with filigreed metal, intricate carvings. She loved Paris and Europe in general. And there was this very strong dichotomy that I wanted to completely embrace. And I thought it made for a compelling space. Well, I was in the middle of designing, already making selections that she was excited about. And she's like, Betsy, tell me, tell me what you're thinking my style is. So I revealed my two-word phrase and she got so upset. She's like, that is not me. I am not rock and roll. I am edgy. Now to me, those two words could feel the same, could be the same, but everybody has different associations and connotations with words. And maybe your husband thinks that this rolled arm sofa in this brown kind of tan fabric is modern. Don't tell him that it's not. Don't correct him. Don't tell my client, actually, that's rock and roll and not edgy. Like she can feel what she feels. The two-word phrase is a tool for me as her designer or for me as the person designing my own space so that I stay very clear on what I'm looking for when I'm shopping and I'm creating a cohesive design that's centered around my style word and my feeling word. I think it is a huge issue trap, problem, mistake, to share your two-word phrase with your clients or with your spouse in this case. That is not something they need to know. They need to know whether they like the piece or they don't like the piece. They need to know whether they like your vision or they don't like your vision. They need to, of course, weigh in on your budget, but they do not need to know your two-word phrase and I do not tell my clients anymore. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Have you ever dreamed of becoming an interior designer? You don't want to go back to university. You don't want to work for a large firm, but you just don't know how to get started. You want flexibility. You want to pursue your passion and you want to make income. 
Well, you should definitely check out the Uploft Interior Design Academy. It's my proprietary program that I've used internally for years and have made available to the public. Not only do you get video modules that you can take at your own pace, but you also get one-on-one coaching sessions with me, group coaching sessions with our Facebook group of Academy students, and so much more. If you're interested, get more information and sign up for an exploratory call with me at affordableinteriordesign.com slash academy. Once again, that's affordableinteriordesign.com slash academy. It's time to start living the life of your dreams. All right, let's move to my next question, which comes from Jean. And Jean is writing from Connecticut, Ellington. I don't know where that is. I don't know where I am in Connecticut, but I'm learning little by little. Each auction stop that I make is teaching me more and more about how I'm connected to larger Connecticut. And who knows? I may buy something, something spectacular from Ellington on an upcoming auction. I'll keep you posted. All right. You write, hi, Betsy. I'm a fan of mixed metals. I recently purchased this artwork from Wayfair and I love it. My question is, what other metals do I use? For instance, can I go with something brass or nickel like this one from West Elm? Or should I scrap that completely and look for something black or a color similar to the chandelier from Pottery Barn? Please help. All right, so let's look at this. Yes, you have a two-tone metal piece that combines both warm metal, brass, and cool metal, nickel. And when you introduce both metals into a space, you can decide if you want to use one metal for the other items or both metals for the other items. Typically, if I'm going to combine metals in a room, I pick one piece that's prominently located that combines both metals, whether it's the chandelier or in this case, a beautiful wall hanging. It needs to be big and it needs to be conspicuous in the space so that everyone can understand what I'm doing. Oh, she's combining two metals throughout the space. That will allow you to use brass sometimes and nickel sometimes and to combine them again in one element if you find that. Now, guys, you're probably saying to yourself, Betsy, you don't like combining warm and cool metals. And listeners, you are exactly right. I hate combining warm and cool metals. For me, they don't typically go together. But if you found a piece that you love that incorporates both, well, buck that trend. My rules are made to be broken once you learn them. You're going to have a very hard time finding another piece that combines warm and cool metals because there's just not that much selection out there. People have been listening to me and they're not creating stuff that combines these metals. But if you happen to find it, lean in. And in this case, for the rest of the items, whether it's a light fixture, whether it's a table lamp, whether it's the legs on your dining chairs, you can choose brass or the nickel or the cool, right? Warm or cool. And I would try to find one other piece that combines both. Like I said, that's a tall order, but I think that it will make this feel more intentional and make the room feel much more cohesive. Guys, have you been tempted to break my rules? Are you wondering, Betsy, how serious are you about this rule or can I bend it if I find something like this? 
Well, I would love to help you. All you have to do is go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. Again, that's affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. And there you will see forms that you can quickly fill out to submit your question and have it answered live right here on the air. You can even see the pictures that people share on our YouTube channel. Just go over to Affordable Interior Design on YouTube and you will see all the images, everything I'm talking about, including this image from Jean. It's been wonderful to talk to you. Well, my 2023 is starting out with a bang already. Thank you for writing in. Thank you, premium members, for supporting the show. And thanks to all of the listeners. I deeply appreciate you and can't wait to be back with you next week. Drum roll, please. Next week, I will be announcing the winner of the review challenge. So those of you who went over to iTunes and wrote me a five-star review in the month of December, you are entered to win my online class. I can't wait to reveal the winners on next week's podcast. You won't want to miss it. Stay tuned and have a wonderful week. Bye. Do you want to see pictures of the spaces that our listeners send in? Do you want to see images of the recommendations I'm making? Would you like to see show notes and videos of my podcast recordings? Well, you're in luck. Thanks to the support of our premium members, we have now launched a YouTube channel, an Instagram page, a Facebook page, and of course, a show notes page that goes along with our podcast webpage. I am so excited to share this with you. You've been asking for years for transcripts, images, and we have it all and so much more. Go to affordableinteriordesign.com backslash links. That's affordableinteriordesign.com backslash L-I-N-K-S. There you'll see links to each one of those platforms. You can join, subscribe, and you won't miss a thing. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.